This is the Provocateur Comedy Emergency Broadcast System. Thanks to the global pandemic, the Ram Comedy Festival 2020 has been canceled. Festival organizer Alex Leem is hauled up in a secret location in Derby until all this blows over. Supplies are good, and the sound effect machine is still operational. See? The Ram Comedy Festival podcast. Let's have a look at what you could have won. Greetings, lockdown lovers, and welcome to the Ram Comedy Festival podcast. Let's have a look at what you could have won. Uh, so I'm festival organizer Alex Lame, and this podcast I will be talking to acts who were going to be doing a show at this year's festival before it got cancelled. Um, so it was quite a tough call when we came to cancel it a couple of weeks ago now, as I'm recording this, and quite gut-wrenching as well, because we'd put a lot of work into it. There was uh, quite a lot that had gone into it, much more planning, started the back end of 2019. It was going to be a lot bigger and a lot better, and but we'd the writing was really on the wall uh, sort of middle of March. So it was, it was painful, but we thought, you know, it was, it was the right thing to do. And of course, now all of the venues are closed. And all of the acts have, have had their programme fee refunded to them. So I hope you're listening, Edinburgh Festival. We were decisive. And we've refunded everybody. Decisive. Refund. But I digress. Uh, so that's not the only thing we're going to be doing on this show as well. This particular call out for any comedians. If you had any ideas for sketches and stuff along those lines, but not necessarily something that would work as a full podcast, but you want a platform to put those out in over the coming weeks, then let us know and we'll we'll get you played out on this show and full credited. You know, using someone else's material but with full credit. Are you listening, Lad Bible? Uh, so email us, podcast at ramcomedyfestival.co.uk or tweet at ramcomedyfest. Uh, same goes if you just want to mention on a future show or just want to get in touch or if you just want to touch me digitally. Either way, it's all good, honestly. Uh, so our first guest on this episode is Graham Whistler. Uh, so we'll be talking about the shows that he was going to be doing pretty soon and giving us a taste. Uh, but before we do that, let's have a listen to Graham in action a few months ago at the Backyard Comedy Club. Um, hi, my name's Graham. It's lovely to be here. Um, I'll tell you a bit about myself. Uh, I have a mild form of cerebral palsy, which does tend to surprise people. Because they just assume that I'm really drunk. <laughs> Which I am, to be fair, all the time. <laughs> Fuck it, I do what I want, right? What are you going to do about it? Nothing, right? I can see a lot of the uh, relief across the room as well. Um, when people saw me sort of hobble up onto the stage, they thought, oh great, first three acts are Irish, the fourth act's got cerebral palsy, there's a very good chance we're not going to understand anybody. Out of the first four acts, we don't know it's fine because I understand the thought process. Because a lot of people with with cerebral palsy sound a bit like Sylvester Stallone and Ketamine, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm pretty like it's fine. I'm pretty lucky. It's you know, it's cool. I'm fine. It's all right. Um, yeah. I used to feel really insecure about it when I was a kid and stuff though, right? My mum, she, she's a very straight talking woman, she says what she thinks without any real consideration for anyone's feelings. <laughs> so for that reason I tested a lot of my jokes out on there. Granted, this isn't a good joke. 
The joke is this, so there I was climbing this tree the other day and my iPhone fell out of my pocket. I was really worried I was going to lose it. Luckily, the apple never falls far from the tree, right? Hey, welcome to the fucking shop. Um, oh, I told you, it's a rubbish joke, it doesn't matter, it's relevant, right? All my mum took from that joke was, hang on a minute, in what world can you climb a tree? <laughs> Graham, hello. Hi. So where are you holding up during all of this? Uh, yeah, I'm doing all right. I've um, basically been told by my doctor that I have to to isolate for 12 weeks because I've got, um, I've basically got a, a hole in my heart. So you know like where you've got like four sections in your heart mm -hmm. and there's like a little flappy bit of skin that's supposed don't, to... Don't get too technical on me. <laughs> supposed to separate those sections. Basically, mine's got a hole in it. So, um, so, so yeah, so um, I'm housebound for the next twelve weeks, which is great. So, so what have, have you have you got anything planned in particular to to pass the time away over the next twelve weeks? Xbox and some alone time, should we say? Alone time. I yes, I've got. Although you didn't got, say it out loud or, or do it out loud because I can't see you, I almost sensed a wink. Yes. When yeah, you said there was. Yeah. It could have been a twitch. I don't know. It might be my first symptom, but um, I was implying. I was implying a wink. Yeah. The, the, yeah. It was heavily implied. It was. Um, it was all there in the notes that you weren't playing. <laughs> yeah, basically. So uh, yeah, only eighty-three days to go. Let's do this. Let, let's yeah. do this indeed. Uh, uh, so um, tell us about the show. Or well, actually, it was shows. It was two, wasn't it? Tell us about yeah, what shows. What shows you were bringing to the Ram Comedy Festival? Uh, so I was doing my my show that, that I was planning to sort of tour around this year, which was Single Use Plastic, which was my um, which was a great my name. new show. Great name. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think a friend of mine come up with it or something. I don't he's, know. He's, he's clearly yeah. clearly bright. Whoever he is, yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So that was that was sort of my main show, which was just sort of an hour or so of, of stand-up talking about various things. Um, I did try and shoe in some, shoehorn in some topics about the environment to make the title at least a little bit relevant. Um, you know, so it does, you know. Um, you, you, were, yeah, you were planning so. some very specific merchandise for that show. Yes, yeah. Um, some uh, plastic straws um, with, uh, with single-use, uh, you know, printed on them. Um, just to see how you know, see how that goes down. And badges, there was going to be some badges as well. Um, was going to look at biodegradable ones, but that was really expensive. So fuck that, because um, <laughs> you know um, the environment's not really that important. Like I'll, I'll I'll turn the light off, but that's about it, really. Right? I mean, you know, I thought, I thought that's all. We, I thought that's all we had to do day to day was switch the lights off, bag for life, planet saved. Job done. In in right. the current climate, that's that's about as good as it gets. You're like swampy. <laughs> the eco warrior from the nineties. I am. I am. Yes. Um, well, I, I can certainly agree that I am from the nineties. Other than other than that, I've not really. I don't remember that. But anyway, there you go. I'll send I'll send you his Wikipedia article later. Oh yeah, I can't wait. Because you know, as much reading material as you can send me, please. I yeah, that should, should kill about five minutes. <laughs> to fill the time, um, yeah. So then, the second show um, is uh, is a sort of a new concept idea um, that, uh, again, uh, it, he, he probably won't admit it, but a very talented friend of mine sort of uh, helped uh, derive the idea. 
Wow, this um, guy's on fire, whoever he is. Yeah, he's he's uh, top form, absolutely top form. He's very modest about it, which is which is what I like. It uh, was me. <laughs> yes. So uh, yeah. So the idea is that the show's called Stand Up by Numbers. Um, the idea being, uh, I suppose, that there's two parts to it in the sense that I see a lot of a lot of comics, especially newer ones that. They aren't necessarily doing anything sort of original. They all seem to sort of follow a very particular pattern. Um, and uh, <clears throat> so I guess one part of it is to do with that. And then the other part is to just try and do something a little bit different. Basically, the idea is I've got numbered topics from, I think, throughout the whole show, I'm going to do one to 50 um, different topics over the years, over the last sort of 10 years of loads of different material. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh, I will get the audience to pick uh, six or seven or eight topics at random, um, and that will be the material that I do uh, in that show, um, and then structuring that show by those numbers. Um, and so the idea being that the show, in theory, is going to be different every day, mm-hmm. um, just to just to keep just to mix things up a bit, basically keep it keep it original. So it, it'll um, it'll keep you on your toes as well. Yeah. So like having yeah, to. Exactly. Basically, put together an hour show on on the fly. Uh, yeah. So I, I gather you yeah, had that. It'll be a mix of a mix of old stuff and, and new stuff. Um, so I gather you had oh. a guest as well involved on that show. Yes, yeah. So uh, I did actually um, on on the basis that it was going to be the first time I'd ever done it. Um, I wanted to get a support act in. I'd actually got um, the Val Smith um, to come and do it at the the Ramfest uh, in May. Um, Lovell, I like Lovell. He's he, he provided possibly well, yeah, the I most. Yeah, I called him Lavelle. Lavelle. Sound, uh, Lavelle. 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 Posh. Do you know? What? Yeah. Well, now you've said well, that, that, I don't know which one of us is right. <laughs> it could be. Oh, you, and the thing is, he might have been like really polite to my face, and I've probably been pronouncing his name wrong. Yeah. Well, you know, I've. I just. I don't know. Um, maybe. Maybe I should just call him Lovell. I need to take him down a peg anyway. He's getting a bit cocky. <laughs> um, so you know. Uh, but no, it, it, the, re- the reason I, I asked him to do it uh, is because um, he is one one of the very few new acts who's been doing it, I think, probably not even a year, maybe mm-hmm. just over a year. Um, and I, I really rate him, but I think he's he's very good considering the short amount of time that he's been doing. He, he's, he is very so. good. I was saying that he, he yeah. provided probably one of my most memorable moments of last year's Ram Comedy Festival because you, you were at this gig as well. Yes. Yeah, it was the it was the opening um, night. It was like the the upstairs at the Lord Nelson Usual night. Uh, so Lovell arrived um, late. He was commuting in from the West Midlands, so he appeared just at the first break. Um, so opening opening up, I you know how the you know how the Lord Nelson's set up. There's like some open stairs, and you, you, when you're all in the room, you sort of like suddenly appear. Yes, yes, wonderfully wonderfully accessible venue. Um, yeah, for, for for people with uh, with palsy like yourself, it's with, it's a great venue, isn't it? Yeah, loads yeah, of stairs. People with fully working legs, absolutely fine. So, so, some, <laughs> so somebody arrived when I was emceeing it right at the top. So I said to all of the audience, I went, if that happens again, if somebody comes in, I want you all to turn around and as one go, Norm! You know, like you're still, yes. on, like you're still on Cheers. From Cheers, right? yeah. So I, I, made, I made one of the acts go out and then come back in again and, and give it a bit of practice run, thinking no more of it, thinking that's just, that's just like a, a bit of a, you know, audience interaction, a couple of minutes killed. Didn't think it would happen again. Lovell arrives after the first break, missing my first part. He then is midway through his set, 
somebody arrives at the back, the entire audience as one go, Norm! The confused yeah. look on Lovell's face at this point was just beautiful. It was amazing. It, it yeah, was like stunned. He was, he was in, an act on stage that had no idea what was happening. He was stunned into silence for about 20 seconds going, <laughs> fuck are you not talking about? Fantastic. <laughs> uh, that's that is an awful impression as well. Um, that is ter- a terrible impression. I was. Not I was. You made him really high pitched, but Scouse. Uh, from Scouse. What I, can tell there. I completely yeah. missed the West Midlands. I went north. Yeah. That. <laughs> That's bad. So not only, not only um, have have we potentially got his name wrong. Also, uh, we've done a poor imitation of him. Yeah. And also, potentially, what you said. I've I've started this conversation by stating how good I think he is, and then then you've told a story about how uh, the biggest laugh of the night was actually nothing to do with him. <laughs> So, um, so we've uh, we've done the, we've done incredibly well there. Cheers, Lavelle. Um, L- Lovell. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, seriously. Nailed it. L- Lovell, Lavelle. Um, if you can um, message me, just let me know if you're still speaking to either of us after this. That'd be great. Or don't, because that would also be definitive. It's true that we'd we'd get the message and we wouldn't blame you, one way or the other. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to um. So as soon as this is having a look at what we could have won, we're going to do a in isolation over the phone version of stand up by numbers. Cool. Yep. So we've we've agreed before, and you've got a um a list of uh, topics that you cover in stand up from one to ten. And yeah, so in front. Sure down from one to ten, yeah. And in front of me a here. Top ten hits, is, if you like. Like a now that's what I call Whistler. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Oh, like that. Oh, there we go. That's that's 2021 sword. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, well, anyway, yeah, sorry. So on. I have here, I have here 10 bits of paper, all folded up, so I don't know. I'm going to now pick, what, is this, what did we agree on, say, three? Yeah. So I'm going to pick three bits of paper. You're then going to find co- the corresponding topic and then perform a set based on the random numbers I pick. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, so the first number is number five. Okay, yeah. So that one, so that first topic is titled £2.9. £2.9. Ah, right, yeah, okay. Topic number two is number seven. Uh, Friends becoming parents. Nice. And final one. I'm having to undo with one hand because picture the scene I'm holding my phone up on speakerphone to the microphone number eight pride pride okay mm. so is this the point when Lovell Lavelle would be on doing ten minutes while you then scamper off yeah so so, <clears throat> so the idea of the show was to because obviously there would be there would be more than that so the idea uh, would be after they've picked say the six or seven topics um I would then go off, um, and and uh, level would do like a five ten minute um, set, um, just to give me time to get the you know to put the ball in order, figure out what it is that I'm actually doing, and then and then I would go back on and do do the show in in whatever order they were picked out. Right. Are you ready to? Uh, I've, quite by chance, I've picked them out in sort of a ascending numerical order, lottery <clears throat> style. So five, yeah, seven, and eight. Yeah. So are you, are you ready yeah. to to give it a go with the topics we've printed, we've pulled out now? 
Yes. Is there going to be? Uh, I'm assuming this will be done in edit, but um, would there be? You know, is there going to be a, a snazzy voiceover introduction or? Um, I could or, just. I could. I could. I. Uh, I mean, the sound effects machine is still working, but I could just give it the the, the full DJ voice if you like. Oh yeah, go for it. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, with stand up by numbers, please welcome Graham Whistler. Yeah, that's really really good. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I enjoyed that. Mm, yeah, good. Right, so, uh, uh, number five. <laughs> right, so uh, I genuinely consider myself to be uh, incredibly lucky to be where I am, uh, to be who I am today. Because um, <clears throat> I was born uh, with a form of cerebral palsy, and I was uh, born at 27 weeks. Uh, and I weighed £2.9 when I was born, uh, which, to put it into perspective... Uh, is about the standard weight of uh, a bag of sugar. Um, so doctors didn't think I would survive, much less become this handsome physical specimen that I am today. Um, it was uh, playing all the rugby when I was a kid. Um, see, now that's a callback. That doesn't make any sense. Um, and, <laughs> and all that alone time, wink. <laughs> there you go. Um, did you say wink or...? Wink, wink. Okay, right. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> doctors didn't think I would survive, much less become this handsome physical specimen I am today, all of the rugby. Um, and I was going to be regarded as this medical miracle, and all these national newspapers, medical journals, all that sort of stuff, right? And then what are the chances? Some little prick, for the same day as me, three hours later, in fact. £1.9. Oh. £1.9, this little bastard is, right? So now all of a sudden, he's the medical miracle. He's in all the national newspapers and medical journals. I mean, he's dead now. <laughs> but the point is, he's uh, <laughs> stolen my thunder. And it's not on. It's not fair, is it? Because millennials will do anything to get famous, <laughs> won't they? Um, <clears throat> so I'm, uh, I'm 29 this year. Um, 29 years and 411 days old. Um, so I'm 30, yeah, 30, uh, 30 years old. Um, and uh, it's, it's a strange one because it's that age now where a lot of my friends are becoming parents and having kids and things like that. And it's got me thinking about it a lot. And, and realistically, I'm, I'm just not ready for it. Like, cause I'm one thing you need money to be a parent and I'm just not responsible with my money at all. I'm one of these people that if, if my friend uh, rings me up and says, uh, do you want to go for a beer? Um, I would at least uh, be sensible in the extent that I will check my bank account first and I have a look at my bank account, knowing full well that tomorrow I have a £50 direct debit coming out. And I'll look at my account, see that I only have £40, and my brain will go, ah, well, can't afford to pay my bill, might as well go to the pub, right? So I'm not <laughs> I'm not ready to become a parent, but, but I already have, have decided the type of, of parent that, that I'm going to be. Um, on the basis that I used to work for a supermarket. Um, I can't tell you which one uh, because they, they've taken me to court twice for uh, for doing comedy about them. Um, but uh, luckily, uh, the <clears throat> the judge at the time threw it out for uh, it being a frivolous lawsuit. Um, so I then countersued them for suing me frivolously, which mm. in itself uh, is incredibly frivolous. I just enjoyed the irony. Right? <laughs> um, and, I, and I won, which is great. Uh, don't get me wrong, it wasn't a massive settlement, but, you know, every little helps. Whee. Uh, <laughs> but the great thing about that sort of job was it was different type of, of different types of parenting techniques, right? So especially if you have 
have young children, um, people will probably relate to this in the sense that there's there's two ways really of dealing with your, your child if they're sat in the trolley, kick it off. If they're having a full on tantrum, I've noticed that there's two main ways of dealing with this. One is is that it, I don't really understand how they do it. Um, but it's incredible willpower. It's the ones that just sort of flat out ignore their child all the way around. Like, I don't know how they would do it. I, I'd want to kick it in the face. Um, and I would have to I would have to put it on the floor first because uh, I can't kick that high, um, which would just draw unwanted attention to myself. Right? Um, and, then, and then the other one uh, are the parents that... Um, that barter with their child before before they go in. They have that prearranged agreement that this child will get sweets on the basis that they behave themselves. Have you seen this? They even go to the extent where they kneel down in the aisle in front of their child. They go, "Do you not remember? Do you not remember if you were a good if you were a good child? Because I've got to keep it gender neutral because 2020, you know, all that stuff. Um, if you're a good child, uh, and they've probably got a uh, precocious name like T-Fowl because they're raising it pansexual, you know, all that stuff, right? Um, and they kneel down for the day, they go, do you remember if you were a good child and you behaved yourself, you'd get some sweets. Do you remember that? Of course they don't remember because it's been five minutes. They've been distracted by a yellow sticker. They're probably on the spectrum, which of course everyone is because that's how a spectrum works. One end being doesn't have autism, the other end being really hates climate change. That's, you know, that's how that works. Um, <clears throat> but the the best example of parenting I've ever seen, um, I was on the till um, serving a mum with two children and on the two opposite me was the same, another, another mum with two kids. And my customers' kids were perfect, even sort of trying to help with the shopping, even though they couldn't see over the counter properly, right? And, and you know, it was nice, it was a nice moment. Um, the other two uh, were the complete opposite, were crying, screaming, even physically scratching at their own mother. It was horrible to watch, right? Mm. And at the end of my customer's shop, um, <clears throat> the mum, she turns to her kids, gives them two little bags of uh, um, branded popular sweet. Um, I don't know what your broadcasting rules are. Um, Harry Bow, but there are other options available, of course. Um, there we well, go. well covered, um, well covered. Um, the two little bags of Harry Bow, although there are other options available. Um, and, you know, uh, and off they went, skipping away, happy as anything, right? But the two other the customers of the two other little shit sports had spotted this right spotted this going on like two little diabetic hawks <laughs> see this right and they've gone to their mum and they've said hang on a minute this isn't fair we've been screaming about sweets all day and we haven't got anything what's that about and the mum without skipping a beat turns to her own kids and says yeah well life isn't fair i could have had them and i got you which is which is incredible isn't it i gotta tell you that's that's the kind of parent i, I would be right um Right, number eight, was it? Last yeah, one? number eight, yep. All right, perfect. So, okay, pride. So I guess it's kind of linked to me trying to grow up a little bit is that um, I wanted to have, have a lot of friends that are part of the uh, LGBT community and I, and I wanted to sort of support them and be part of that. Um, and I went to uh, went to a pride festival uh, earlier on last year. Um, and unfortunately, uh, because of my cerebral palsy, I, I, I was marching shall we say quite a bit slower than them um and it wasn't so much a march anymore it just kind of looked like i was chasing them out of town uh, which wasn't a good start um so uh 
So to try and sort of counteract this, they they invited me along to a uh, an LGBT party. Um, we played a game of uh, hide and seek. I went straight for the closet. Terrible start. This is not going well for me. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and of course the other thing, it's not even it's not LGBT anymore, is it? It's LGBTQ, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically the same, just with better gadgets. Uh, until until someone told me that um, <clears throat> it was just a slogan from a Skittles ad, I thought Taste the Rainbow was some sort of euphemism for performing oral sex at an LGBTQ party. Uh, evidently, things escalated quite quickly when I was found in the closet. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, cool. So that's that's it. Nice. Yeah, that's whole, nice. That's I'll, I'll, I'll just have to put you just down on the side for a second, while I give some rapturous applause. Uh, for Graham Whistler. In fact, uh, at, at this point, I'll probably I'll probably get some uh, sound effect of applause and splice that in just to make it more authentic. Yeah, there we go. It. There we go. That was that was that was weirdly interesting. I don't know how good the microphone on my phone is, but there was one point where, my, well, uh, I've, sh- I've I've barricaded myself into the living room as best I could, mm. uh, but my parents are in the kitchen slash dining room area being incredibly loud. I um, I think I heard your mum at one point. And, they were, and that's, they were that's a phrase I never thought I'd ever say to you. Well, I mean, you, I mean, you, you don't have to make it weird. Like hearing someone on the phone is perfectly normal. <laughs> like <laughs> the, the fact that you've gone, oh, I think I heard your mum, which is a phrase I thought I would never say to you. That's what makes it. That says more about you than it does anything else. Um, <laughs> I've had a lot of time on my hands recently. I've gone a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's no, it's no wonder so many blokes are buying so much toilet roll, is it? Mm. Right. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, so there might be just sort of a random laugh right in the middle of the joke at one point. Yeah. But, you know, That's fine. I'm, I, I want to leave that in. Um, but I think that works. I think that works all right. Yeah, um, absolutely. I've, ne- I've, never done, I've never done the £2.9 bit at the start of a set before. That's interesting. That is, that is interesting. That is cool. Mm. So, so hopefully... Hopefully one day in when things go back to normal, in inverted commas, then this will get trotted out for real. Yeah. Uh, so how do you how do you see um, in the long term? How do you reckon comedy as a whole will be affected by this? Do you think it'll be sort of like back to normal or? Um, well, I think I think the sad thing is it was already it's already pretty tough anyway, isn't it? Um, mm. To get to get gigs um, in general and. Uh, there, there isn't really a huge amount of support as it is. Never mind now, where pretty much everyone has had all their gigs cancelled for the better part of a year, um, or at least this year. Um, and then different organisations are giving people different messages. So, so, like the Edinburgh Fringe, evidently is still going, but that's probably seems unlikely every day. Mm. And so I think, but I think it's just going to be one of those things. It'll just take a while to recover on the basis that. Um, it's just, it's just a cruel irony, and I think at the start of this, people people didn't want to stay inside, and I think by the end of it, people will be too scared to go outside to go and watch live comedy. Mm. Um, so it's gonna, you know, it's gonna take a while, I think, for Egypt to get back to normalcy, and certainly festivals like the Derby Festival, Leicester Festival, Edinburgh Festival, Nottingham, they're all gonna get affected, I think. Mm. Um, and I think it's gonna be, it's gonna come down to the the work ethic and the willpower of all the little independent clubs and promoters and there are some great ones out there um it's going to be 
down to them to sort of revive, well, not down to them, but they're going to be crucial to reviving the industry, I think. Mm. Mm. Um, it, it feels like, I mean, it's only like six weeks ago when we thought that the worst thing to happen during a comedy festival was that weekend we were all in Leicester and Storm Dennis hit. Yeah. Yeah, and that was that was pretty hectic. I mean, you, you cheated death that weekend. Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't bring that up because Adam will message me going, saved your life. Um, <laughs> just just tell the story. Okay, fine. Um, well, I, I mean, I don't really remember the story that well because I was hammered, but um, I mean, it was my 30th birthday. Let's just shoot that in. It's just, you know, just... Um, but basically, all, all Adam was doing was winding me up constantly whilst we were waiting for our McDonald's order. Um, and our oh, McDonald's is shut as well, isn't it? Oh, this bloody um, virus and um, basically he had hold of my order ticket and he kept going what's your order and I was like I don't know 5, 8 oh is it I thought it was 5.60 just over and over and over again just constantly for like 5-10 minutes this was going on to the extent that I actually wanted to headbutt him he was so, <laughs> it was so like I've, I've never wanted to punch a friend so much in my life <laughs> like it was, it was I mean and you know him so you know yeah how irritating he could get. He, he, um, he, there's things he could teach skin diseases. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, um, left the McDonald's, walked across the street, and an entire window fell out of a building and smashed onto the street. Um, and had he not held me up in terms of keeping hold of my order ticket, uh, if I was on that particular pavement five seconds earlier, I might, I might have been in serious trouble. Um, but bear in mind that when that hit the floor, um, the first person I heard was Adam going, Ray! like someone's just dropped a pint glass in a Weatherspoon. Right? It, <laughs> <laughs> it was it was, pretty ridiculous. Um, and, then, and then it wasn't until really I got to the hotel room that I realised that I cheated death almost mm. which, yeah so um yeah really good fest- really good festival great weekend really, really good yeah, um, yeah. who'd, who'd have Dennis. thought who'd have thought that would have been topped quite so soon with all the world shutting yeah. down yeah yeah of course um yeah so now i'm inside for 12 weeks just in case me you know me swiss cheese of a heart gives out <laughs> rich imagery <laughs> thanks yeah um, uh, yeah so we uh, we we come on now to our, our final question, and I will be asking this question of everyone that I talk to. How are you doing for toilet roll? Um, yeah, good. good uh, well, yes, good. Um, I'm certainly going to have to uh, um, ration off my private time. Um, socks, because, you know, yeah, socks. Um, yeah. Oof. Uh, yes, that, that's everything. So. Uh, that is cool. So, Graham, now, now that we know that you're fine and you will be rationing, uh, uh, that is it. Until the, until the next time. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Speak soon. Bye. Love you, bye. Lo- love you, bye. You have been listening to the Ram Comedy Festival podcast. Let's have a look at what you could have won. A provocateur comedy production. Written and presented by Alex Leem with special guest Graham Whistler. You may have noticed Alex used his own voice to say who the special guest was, as he's too cheap to hire me on a weekly basis. Transmission ends.